North-South Connection. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Cronoso Daily. I'm your host for this morning, Mike Eller, and we are going to be looking at another match from the October 4th Saturday night's main event where um, we have a really exciting match and uh, we're getting a, a rematch from a little bit ago. Uh, it's Ricky Steamboat versus Jake Roberts. We've what I what I kind of feel is cool about well while we keep doing these Cronosos is we're starting to like really see rivalries as we started in you know we started in '85 and we've moved on and we're really seeing like rivalries form as we keep moving along. And one of the biggest rivalries of '86 was the Dragon versus Jake the Snake. We are. In my neck of the woods for tonight, um, we're at the show is at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. Uh, what's so, you know, maybe I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson. This was the home of the Cleveland Cavaliers from 1974 through 1994 until they moved into what was then the Gund Arena, which became Quicken Loans Arena, which is now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I guess like if you're a basketball fan or sports fan, it's kind of like the Palace at Auburn Hills, where it was like not actually in the city of Cleveland. Like Richfield is more more or less a suburb of Akron, Ohio. Actually, it's about like 20, 25 miles south of actual downtown Cleveland, and uh, it got demolished in the late '90s. It's now a big field. I guess it's part of like a the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. But yeah, it, it's like it, it, if you drive down the highway off 77, uh, you're pretty much just really seeing a bunch of nothing when you drive by it. Um, but watch some old NBA games. It was pretty. It was a pretty raucous crowd during the Price Doherty Nance era. So uh, you know we're not we're not here to talk about basketball. We're here to talk about Ricky Steamboat versus Jake Roberts. And before we get to the match, we have an interview where Jake Roberts is in the shower with Mean Gene. Uh, they do a quick package of the infamous. Jake Roberts DDT onto the concrete, uh, hitting Ricky Steamboat, looking like he, you know, destroyed the guy. Jake says some things. He says, uh, you know, it's more, talking about Steamboat, he says it's more shameful to deny fear than it is to run from danger. Big words from Jake the Snake. Uh, His delivery is obviously incredible. He does, and uh, Jenny and Logan uh, had mentioned this on the the previous match with uh, Ricky and Jake, that Jake looks like pretty young here. Uh, he definitely does, you know, especially compared to like how he would look like, you know, as we go further, like before he leaves the company in 92, he definitely looks really young here. Um, and then uh, we, after this interview, we see Steamboat pinning Roberts in Toronto uh, from the last match and which was, uh, you know, kind of like seen as like almost like a fluke win. So uh, back to the ring, Steamboat is out now, and uh, Jake is already out, and Jake's got Damien with him in the bag, and Ricky also has a Komodo dragon in his bag to match Jake. So uh, I I'd still think a snake is a little bit more scary, especially like a python is a little bit more scary than a Komodo dragon, but at least Ricky's trying. At least he's trying to do something to match Jake. So I like the psychology there. I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, he brings the bag over to Jake. Um, Jake kind of, you know, is like, get, get away from me. Get, get out of here. Um, 
So we start the match. Uh, Jake is thrown into the ropes, and uh, Ricky throws him really, really high into the air. So really cool, really cool moment to start the match. Um, we get a really awesome arm drag takedown uh, in the match too. And I, I mean, I know it's pretty obvious, like, you know, Ricky Steamboat's arm drags are awesome. But, uh, you know, even like when I go into the match thinking that they're really cool, I like you don't you don't see those now. Um, you don't see something that, like is cool. Like, I mean, the guy looks like he's going to dislocate his shoulder from how he throws him. So to be able to do that and not hurt the guy, I think is super, super impressive. Um we get another Drake uh, arm drag, and then uh, he gets him in a. He gets Ricky gets Jake in a hold. <laughs> to get out of that, Jake with an eye poke and throws Ricky into the turnbuckle. Um, Jake jumps into the turnbuckle and misses. So really, really early to the match, and Jesse notices. He's like, "Ricky, what are you doing? Basically, like already going for like a high spot, like in like you know just one to two minutes into the match, he goes to the top rope for a splash and." Of course, he gets caught by Jake's knees, which Jesse is pleased and validates that he was right that Ricky went to this move too soon. Um, especially for 1986 wrestling, I definitely agree. Jake gets with the knee to the gut, and uh, he goes for the three count, but he only gets two. Which Vince notes that Jake wants to work the ribs here, um, and J Jesse basically is like, "Duh, like no, no kidding, Vince." <laughs> so. We get another really cool moment here. Like Jake gets a really like a short arm. He gets a short arms clothesline, and Ricky's selling it like he's done. Um, I wouldn't call it like a rainmaker necessarily, but it's cool to see that move in 1986. And uh, you know we don't really get that again. Like you know clotheslines really being like you know it, when I grew up in the 90s, like clotheslines were really like a huge thing. And then you know with JBL's clothesline from hell, previously Bradshaw, and then, um, you know, Okada with his Rainmaker. We start to see, like, those moves come, kind of come back into play, which is cool, like, in the early 2010s, mid-2010s um, with Okada. So, um, after that, uh, Jake goes for another pin. He gets a two count. And Jake with a scoop slam and some knees into the ribs, more rib work. Uh, Jake with a blatant chokehold, and Vince is absolutely aghast. He is so pissed off right now. Uh, we get Ricky trying to make a comeback with a punch, and um, but then Jake hits Ricky, uh, and he gets him with a slap and some punches. We get the ultimate babyface, uh, Ricky Steamboat. He keeps battling. He keeps trying to stay up, um, but Jake keeps countering his offense. Jake with a snap mirror, and he gets two. Um, Ricky, um, he gets his own eye poke, so he does his own little heelish tack. Tactics here, and he throws Jake to the ground. Um, but Jake is right back up with a reverse atomic drop, and you know, ow! Like I, I mean, that that doesn't look like it felt very good for Ricky. Um, looks like it probably really, really sucked. <laughs> we get Jake. Uh, he wants to go for the DDT, but um, in a very abrupt end of the match, um, he goes for the TD DDT, but he doesn't get it. Ricky gets a cradle for the three count. And uh, so Ricky Steamboat is the winner of this match. And uh, Jake really isn't happy. Um, he starts beating the absolute shit out of Steamboat. 
And it's here that Jake finally brings out Damien. And this is, I guess, like the match was important because it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't horrible or anything, but it was just short. It was a little bit over six minutes. But this is the, where the fans really start to lose it because, you know, they want, they came to see the snake. They came to see Damien. Um, and then we, you know, again, we saw at the beginning of the match that Ricky brought out his Komodo dragon and he brings it out and he throws it at Jake. Um, and that, I mean, that, you know, even though it's not maybe as scary as snake, that would be pretty scary. I'd be scared shitless. Uh, Jake has to scurry. Um, he grab, he runs back into the ring. He grabs Damien and he gets out of sight. Um, and this ends the uh, the whole match, the whole segment. Again, overall, I thought the match was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I would go like two. And, I went two and a half stars because I thought that the you know with the fans, it wasn't necessarily amazing wrestling in six minutes, but it was still again really fun. Both guys are pros. Both you know, Ricky's one of the best in ring wrestlers of all time, and Jake is you know his psychology obviously is very very good. Um, they had they you know they. Recent, I would say, like, one thing, they recently did have a match that, you know, we went over that Ricky got a roll-up win, so I'm not sure that they really needed to do this again. Uh, but, hey, the crowd was super hot for it. You know, they they really thought that this was a big match that mattered. So I think that's what, you know, as a fan, I, I again, going back and watching these old 80s matches, I thought it was really cool. Um, it's, it's cool to see like the crowd super excited. It, it just, it's like a super positive, like experience watching these shows. Everybody feels like a big star and, um, yeah, so we're out, uh, for this installment of the Cronoso daily. I, before I head out, I would just love to say, you know, we have a really, really awesome network here. Um, you know, every day there's like a new show that you should definitely check. I mean, no matter what, definitely check these out on one day on Wednesdays, um, the new home of the Jenny position. Uh, we Jenny, it always brings great shows. Um, we've, you know, with, you heard about Pluto, which I got to be on for an episode of Barrow rescue a couple months ago. Um, every day, that's really f every week. That's really fun because you get to, you know, experience some random shows. You maybe never have even seen, um, in a recent one uh, from Designing Women, you get a show that I, I really haven't thought about in probably 25 plus years. Um, we So uh, that's just one thing. Uh, definitely check out on th every other Thursday, the Wrestling War Zone, where JT and Chad are bringing it with, mon you know, looking back at Monday Night Raws of the, of the Monday Night War era, the Monday Night Nitros. They also go into deep uh, in depth with pay-per-views when they, when they fall into those on their calendars. Um, and 96 had a lot of fun matches, so they're, that's where they're at in the fall of 96 right now, so definitely check those out. Um, so with that, that is all from me. Again, uh, I'm your host, Mike Eller. If you want, you can find me uh, here, uh, popping up on shows every once in a while. I also, um, you can find, obviously, you can find me on this show. Uh, my Twitter account Mikey Mike CLE23. If you ever want to follow me on, if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do. And uh, with that, have an awesome rest of your day. We'll talk in a couple weeks. Bye.